Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello, everybody. Hey, all, everybody. Oh, wait, no. Hey, wrong all, show. everybody. <laughs> no, this is uh, not Lost. This is Doctor Who, and this was... Before the Flood. Before the Flood, which the previous episode was Under the Lake, now Before the Flood. Yeah. Um, this is one of those episodes that I was on the verge of getting lost the whole yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. At least feeling that way. Like, when he, when he said to the... Uh, the big scary dude. The Fisher King. The Fisher King. Which is a great name. Cool, cool name. But when he had said all that stuff, yes, because I've done all this, I was like, wait, what? What did you, who, what? Oh, <laughs> they reveal it was all a bluff. And yeah. A very good bluff. This is the episode that fully embraces time paradox. <laughs> yeah. like, like, they're like, we don't even care. We're going to just, we're going to just have it be there and have fun with it, which probably drives some people nuts, but they did it in a way that, like we were talking about right before the podcast started. You know, they do that little setup when you're talking straight to the audience uh-huh. about who wrote Beethoven's Fifth, and which is a, was a really cool scene. And you're like, you start that off, you're like, what episode is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the doctor's talking to you almost like it's an episode of The Twilight Zone. And, and so if you're going to do a time paradox that is a legitimate paradox, it's nice that they kind of fully embrace it uh-huh. to begin with. And then end it pretty much with a shrug. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're just having fun with it. You know, I'll take that. I'll yeah. buy that because of, because they know that that's what the, the they're approaching in that manner. Now, if they'd done it and they just kind of threw it away and not ever tried to, you know, just kind of pretend it didn't exist. Yeah. I don't think it would have worked. Which is kind of what The Flash did in the season premiere. That's that, what I hear. Yeah. I, I would have to agree with that. How did the Flash do that? Well, because they didn't address, like uh, Nathan said, they didn't address an elephant in the room from the season finale last year where, what's his name? Uh, Wells. Well, not Wells. The the guy who killed himself. Wells' descendant kills himself so that Wells doesn't exist, except everyone still remembers Wells existed because the fact that Wells did what he did is what pretty much started the whole series in the first place. So they never address the paradox. So yeah, no, they never address that paradox at all. Because you've got to, you've got to at least address, even if you just techno babble it off. You should at least, you should at least touch on it. Yeah. Anyways, with this, it, it was just this. This episode was very interesting because, I mean, obviously it was continuing the second one, but it had a very different feel from last episode. Yes, I mean, from last episode, I don't know that you could have predicted that the next one would be a time travel paradoxy type of story. So I remember telling Zach. Someone time early last week that I bet the doctor's in that in that thing. Oh, in the coffin. Yeah, yeah Nick told that. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I, it would be interesting to watch this. You know, most two parters are made. I don't know. Maybe not always, but like if you watch it on DVD, you go from one to the other, and it's no problem. It's just dandy. This, like, if you went from one episode to the other episode on a DVD and just were binge watching, you'd be like. Wait, did I skip a... Wait a second. Because it was set up. It, you can tell the, they set it up for television, for a week between, mm-hmm. for a whole... You know, which is not... I don't think people often... I don't think a lot of shows think about that and how they could tweak some things because there's a week difference and things like that. They In just between, go yeah. previously on and then do a couple of things and you go right from there. Yeah, this was a fully contained... You know, it had its own kind of style and its own look and its own, like, weird paradox. You know, like, the whole, like, Back to the Future 2, them going half an hour back in time and seeing themselves. And yeah. Uh-huh. It was interesting. Cinematically, very desaturated. This, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to, I was trying to remember if the first, yeah, probably was. I mean, just something that strikes, that struck me. I, I think it, that's been true for much of 
Capaldi's run, you know, yeah. beginning of Matt Smith's, there was very, like, colors all over yeah. the place. And, you know, I was thinking about, like, the second episode when they're on the uh, spaceship with the, like, evil... Oh, robot thing. Ro- robot thing, yeah, the statues and stuff. And colors all over the place. Here, very desaturated, mm-hmm. very... Trying to be, not realistic, but I don't know. It's it's just a different, completely different aesthetic for yeah. uh, a very, completely different doctor. I, I, I completely derailed I know. this from our no, uh, paradoxy. And it was just, I mean, this is an episode that I really would like to watch a second time yes. in some ways to talk properly about it. <laughs> yeah, no. It, you, you feel like it was compressed a little bit, not, not in a bad way, but just that they were trying to make sure all the pieces fit so that it would work. And it, it, they had a lot of nice things set up. Yeah. From last episode and things. Yeah, you, it would be good to see it. Yeah, so you can see kind of all the pieces set up beforehand, and it's like, oh, okay. So that's I love how the you know, like, like Clara's on her phone, and he has his little screen. He keeps turning <laughs> yeah. sideways and stuff. I, I, I really appreciated that. <laughs> I think if you'd watch it as a full episode, I would love to see the because my favorite part was the at the very beginning the Beethoven's thing. Yeah, he's talking as Doctor Who at least. Anytime recently done talking to the audience that way? Not as an actual episode, I don't think. They've done it for, like, special... Like, I, I know there were some videos that they've shot for, like, concerts or for okay. the Doctor Who experience over in yeah. Britain. But not for, like, an not actual... For an actual not for the actual show, that I don't think. That should go... If you watch this as a one-parter, that should go at the beginning of the whole thing. Watch it, That'd and then awesome. watch it at the end. Well, the tricky thing, though, is that... It would have very little to do with Under the Lake, the the first part. I know. I just it's it's a weird. If you watch it as a whole, it's a weird thing to have just like thrown in the middle though too. Yeah. No, I, guess I mean so. that's why it works as two episodes. Uh huh. Some of the shots with the Fisher King were great. Like and then yeah. the, the way he, the way he towered over. Yeah, the that was like a that. cool looking alien. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Like him just standing there, the flood coming down, and I, like, I wondered for a minute if it was that Ministry of War the girl was talking about because and he's like Ministry, and he's like, "What is? Oh, never mind, I'll find out." <laughs> Which that might just be something for later this season, yeah, or that. maybe a reference to something earlier, even that he forgot. I don't know. That's possible. You know, after the whole, you know, or after they started getting invaded by aliens all the time back in Tenet's days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's possible. I'd love to, if, again, if I watch this again, I'd love to hear more. She, she said something about Martha and Rose that I didn't quite catch. Because sometimes it takes you a little while watching a Who episode to get to, to hear the accent for a while before you start really... They all have different accents, those British people. <laughs> um, I love, it's, it's bigger on the inside. It's bigger on the inside. <laughs> Aw. And then she died. It's so sad. sad. And, you know, and we had some very nice, you know, with this doctor had more of than some doctor. Well, they all have it. You know, the, the one guy saying, you know, you knew she was going to die, but you te- wanted to test your, th- you know, hmm. the doctor does tend to be a little, and this doctor especially, a little loose on saving everyone. Saving every, you know, like, not that he doesn't want to save everyone, but he, you know, sometimes things happen and he just, it's just part of the cost of he's, he's, saving things. He seems to be more a realist yeah. than, than some of the other doctors have been. He's like, I mean, he wants to help everybody and do everything, but he knows... You know, sometimes you gotta break. <laughs> <laughs> but look what happened to the cook. Well, and I, wonder, and I wonder too. It's sort of a defense mechanism. You know, you you open yourself up to being hurt so many times, and yeah, and, and I think it it plays well now that we've seen the doctor go through all these things. We had the war doctor. We had all this stuff, and it plays well 
with this older guy as the doctor. I think yeah. it fits better. Yeah. Then Be- had you seen Tenet or somebody do that, it would have seemed mm-hmm. rougher than it seems for him because he's he seems more mature and older and just like he's not quite as optimistic as he yeah. used to be. Which mm-hmm. I mean Tenet's always like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. And and Matt Smith's you know, he Matt Smithson's would just try to pull everyone save as much as humanly possible. And yeah, this guy, I think you're right, realist is probably I mean he's still He's still, he's a realist who's a doctor, which yeah. means he can save almost everyone. And he tries to. And he but. tries to save almost everyone. It's not like a... But he's not going to beat himself up no. too much for yeah. if he can't. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and again, I don't, I would guess there's some Who fans that dislike that because it's not quite the Who they, the doctor they've come to know. But I don't, it, it doesn't seem as big a deal because of who the actor is who's playing this doctor. It just seems to fit him better. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I can see that. Cool episode. Uh, next time, looks like we've got Vikings Vi- and robots. Yeah, and- why not? I mean, it's hard to... <laughs> it, it, it should be fun. Looking forward to that. So, two, yeah, two good two-parters so far. So, it's, it's been mm-hmm. a pretty good, pretty good season. Yep. And I, I'm pretty sure the two-parters aren't going to stop anytime yeah. soon. So, see what happens next. Um, meantime, don't forget to subscribe to the Weekly Hijack and the Real Trains of Thought, both of our podcasts on, on iTunes or Stitcher or YouTube. Yep. So, we're all over the place. Spread the word. <laughs> uh, until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. Bye.